1: Let's talk to the South African Human Rights Commission because they, with the CRL Commission, released a report on the 2021 July unrest investigative hearings that they held. And so they had investigative hearings where they engaged with different stakeholders and parties and so they were able to come with an evidence-based report as to what happened at that time. And for that reason, we're talking to Tsepo Madlingo from the Human Rights Commission mission. They just get a sense of what they found, what is being said, what has happened. It's one of the issues that many people would have been interested in, of course, with the political developments linked to that. And Tsepah uh, Lingosi is a commissioner at the Human Rights Commission. Good evening and welcome.
0: Good evening and good evening to your listeners.
1: So you released a report today together with the CRL Commission. Just give us background to the, that precedes the delivery of the report today. Yes,
0: you Recall that in uh, uh, July 2021, uh, were some of the darkest uh, days of uh, in the history of South Africa. More than 350 people uh, killed, and uh, many others injured. Uh, 50 billion uh, property uh, uh, loss of property. And so, as the Human Rights Commission, we held in-bezel in the aftermath of the address in August 2021 to hear from members of the public. You know uh, what was their experience and what should be done. And what came out of that in bezo in 2021 was that we must hold national hearings in line with our mandate. So we held uh, national hearings in Gauteng in uh, KwaZulu Natal, where we received over 50 oral testimonies. More than one hundred and twenty submissions, the President honored our invite to come to the commission to for us to ask him questions about uh, his involvement and you know what he did during the unrest the minister of police came and other ministers so it was a you know thoroughgoing going uh, process of investigation of in local inspections and out of that uh, investigation hearings, we launched the report today together with the CRL Commission, who
1: also had their own separate hearings. Mm. So that was the, the background to it. And as part of the investigation, what were you investigating? What were your focus areas?
0: Yes, we were mainly uh, looking at four uh, areas in terms of our terms of terms of reference. The one uh, question that we were asking or what we wanted to find out what were what were the social, economic, spatial, and political sectors that were prevalent at that time and that might have caused the unrest Number two, we looked at the allegation of racially motivated killings and attacks. That happened, especially in KwaZulu-Natal. Number three, we looked at, you know, the role of the law enforcement uh, uh, agencies. Mm. You know, what were the lapses and why did that not act the way we expected them to act? So that is the security blaster. Mm. And then lastly, broadly speaking, we looked at the causes of the July unrest, broadly speaking. So those were the four areas that we focused on.
1: Yeah, yeah. What were the courses from your findings?
0: So there are two main findings from our investigations and our uh, and our history. One is that there were definitely an instigation mm. of the unrest that they were in other ways orchestrated. We found well, you know, uh resourced, highly networked, you know, groups that really instigated and orchestrated this uh, address. But unfortunately, given the limitation of our investigating apparatus, we were not able to find out who those people were Mm. and what really motivated them. But evidence is very clear that this address were definitely occupied. Mm. The second one is that we find that there were primary actors and secondary actors. Primary mm. actors being those that I've just mentioned now, who were the instigators, mm. and the secondary uh, uh, actors were those who that we saw on our television screen and in newspapers and so forth, who were looting in the shops, who were blocking roads and so forth. Those were the secondary actors who, in our findings were mobilized by the primary instigators.
1: Were you able to find whether the investigation extends to the motives of the primary instigators?
0: No, that's what we are recommending very clearly, that the SPS must intensify its investigations mm. into the, the main motivation behind mm. the orchestration. I mean, what was not... You know, it, it is true that the unrest happened, you know, coincided with the arrest of the former head of state, but we don't find evidence that the orchestration is linked to his arrest. It might well be, but we don't have conclusive evidence. Even the Minister of Intelligence, when, it came to, uh, when they came to uh, the commission, they couldn't present that evidence, mm. you know? Secondly, we find that, of course, you know, this was a time of, COVID lockdown, mm. you know, a lot of people out of uh, work, a huge trust deficit between the state and citizens, in mm. the way the state handled the pandemic, mm. but also issues of corruption that led to a lot of dissatisfaction. Mm. So those social economic conditions related to poverty and extreme inequality became easier for the secondary actors to be mobilized so that they can, you know, express their diss- dissatisfaction mm. with the state. Yes.
1: Okay, and 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 so, as you said, there were other areas of your 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 investigations, as as it were, uh, the role that uh, the security apparatus were supposed to play or played. And and yes. so talk to us about those other areas.
0: Yes. So there was definitely a lapse in uh, security uh, workings during that time. There is no doubt that our security agencies could have done more in terms of intelligence gathering to you know to anticipate Mm. the magnitude of this uh, we think there there was a failure definitely there was a breakdown of communication between different clusters of the different organs of the security cluster the intelligence the SAPS and so forth. Mm. I mean one of the things that was very clear during that time was the relationship between the Minister of Police and the National Commissioner. Mm. That relationship was not as it should be and mm. that also contributed to lack of coordination. Mm. We found, you know, that you know the the communication and coordination between crime intelligence, SAPS Uh, uh, state security uh, uh, unit, you know, that was not as it should be. Mm. And at a very local level, especially here in KwaZulu Natal, Mm. we saw that in some police stations, there was a breakdown of simple things like language communication. Mm. That, you know, especially in Phoenix, where most of the police officers were Indian, South Africans, and most of the victims were so-called African people. And there was a basic language barrier between the children so from the top right to the bottom the security cluster could have performed better there's no doubt about that
1: yeah and i'll circle back to the issue around phoenix so you find breakdown in communication not sabotage
0: no there there is 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 there was so in the first place we find that you know, we make the clear finding that the attacks were racially motivated. You know, that was one of the questions that we had to grapple with. Was this just people protecting their property? So, sorry, their you, is, is that uh, Phoenix? That's pretty okay. some on Okay. Okay, I was point? saying,
1: I'll circle back to that. But, but, you, oh, okay. You, okay, you, yeah, right. that you were talking about breakdown in communication. You spoke about the breakdown communication between the minister and his commissioner, and even in police stations and so on. But I, but I'm saying, so generally, it's breakdown in communication. It's not that there was sabotage anywhere.
0: No, we don't find definite sabotage. I mean, one of the, uh, some people came to us is that there were people within the security cluster who, you know, deliberately, mm. you know, let this happen. We don't find conclusive evidence there of what we find. It's lack of coordination, mm. lack of proper planning, mm. lack of crime intelligence gathering, mm. lack of coordination between, you know, the police and community members because it is within communities where you find intelligence. Mm. And, you know, uh, the relationship between the community, uh, political forum, the mm. crime intelligence it should be improved but in terms of whether there were elements within the security cluster who deliberately mm. sabotage you know prevention of this egg we
1: don't make that finding okay just to circle back then on on phoenix so you find very obvious uh, racial tensions there and s- racial motivations in what happened
0: Yes, yes. No, definitely. You know, in terms of Phoenix and and what we saw in our television screen and on social media, we we do find that at the beginning, you know, there were neighborhood groups that were concerned about protecting their property. But then quickly, it you know this narrative of swat of the black men coming to steal our property quickly dominated. You know what happened in Phoenix to such an extent that every black person was now a and was liable. To be attacked, so mm. clearly racially motivated, clearly uh, based on entrenched racial tensions. In you know, in KZN, you know, uh, you'll know that in 1949, almost the same thing happened. Thirty mm. six thirty six uh, years later, 1985 mm. in Inanda, the same thing happened, and now thirty six years later again, in twenty twenty one, the same thing happened where. You know, this African and Indian relationship and social uh, racial disharmony Mm -hmm. that came to the fore again. So definitely racially motivated has to do with issues of, you know, economic dominance of one group, has to do with spatial, you know, segregation between the two groups, has to do with the fact that there was never a process of, Social cohesion and racial harmony between the two groups, you know, uh, from the past incidents. What do you then recommend at the end? So we recommend a number of things. First of all, we are focusing on the fact that the social, economic conditions that led to you know uh, dissatisfaction and anger among the public, that those conditions remain the same. You know, conditions of extreme inequality extreme poverty, and we recommend that the state and big business work together on a process of a racially inclusive economy, right? So we make definitely, you know, instructions and recommendations on how do we build a racially inclusive economy where everyone has a share in Mm. this you know, the resources of this country. Number two, very clear recommendation to the president to regularly convene the National Security Council, which is a council that brings together crime intelligence, you know, SSS, SSA, uh, the State Security Agency, SAPS, and so forth, to regularly convene this council so that there can be better communication coordination. And we recommend that the president report back to us to say what measures... Mm. has or she put in place to make sure that, you know, there is that flow of of, of information. We make recommendations around uh, social media yeah. that a lot of our countrymen and women and brothers and sisters mm. really don't understand their roles and responsibilities when it comes to social media because there was a lot of excitement. Mm. there was a lot of you know, racial baiting and bullying, mm. and that all of us, you mm. know, must do better. So we recommend the setting up of an expert panel mm. that can recommend us, for us, a charter mm. on, you know, cyber crime, but also our responsibilities on social media. Number three, we recommend that, you know, the SAPS and the security cluster really intensify Mm. The investigation into the primary actors. We can't let this go because there are people out there who are okay to get these things, and they're still out there. Mm. So we are saying the SAPS who have got the powers and the and the and apparatus to really do deep investigation, to really investigate and prosecute, and the NPO to prosecute. You know the primary uh the primary uh uh, uh, actors but we also recommend that the security cluster you know do its work in a victim-centered way you know there are people who have lost their breadwinners their mothers their fathers their children and those people should not be forgotten so that when we prosecute and we investigate the primary actors there must be measures put in place to support victims to be able to institute you know damage uh, lawsuits if they want to, but that they can also get compensation for what has happened to them and then uh, uh, and then and then last year you know we in last year we started a initiative called the Social Harmony Through National Effort SHINE, mm. which is an ongoing, you know, uh, initiative which is going to roll out programs and okay. activities to yeah. foster social harmony and social creation mm. at the local level.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.